welcome listeners to the next episode of Dungeons and Disorder. My name is Tim and I'm your Dungeon Master. Last time we left off with a little cliffhanger. Bullshit cliffhanger. <laughs> Two of our guys were on the ground, almost dead. But before we jump in there, we're going to read your introductions. And we're going to start with Tony. I'm Tony. I am also known as Tor. And playing the Dragonborn Ranger Foos, the only person to remain conscious at the end of the last battle. You went down, you just got back up later. Next we'll have Alex. I'm Alex, I'm playing the Dorvin uh, Druid named Kildrick. I'm currently unconscious. Next we'll go with Leo. Hi, I'm Leo. I will be playing the Dragonborn Warrior known as Foos. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you bastard. I'll be playing uh, Aelios, the greatest tiefling bard to ever have existed. And lastly, we have Blake. Hi, I'm Blake. I'll be playing the human warlock, Agra. All right. So, uh, oh, I do have a joke, though. What do you call a sleeping mage? A snorcerer? Oh. Snorcerer. You can edit this out, right? I can edit that out. That's why. <laughs> oh, I hate you guys. That's gold. Can you replace it with the part where you don't know what truncate means again? No. Oh. It's just recurring. <laughs> How could you still not know what truncate means? <laughs> I didn't think it would come up again, so I didn't really bother to look it up. Uh, so we ended last time. Elios was on the ground, and so was... Um, Kildrake, both of you had two failed saves, and I believe both of you had two passes. Um, it was Hoose's turn. You were about to make a heal check, so we can make that roll right now. Tor, no pressure, but I will hate you forever if you fail. No pressure. It's just a 17. 17. So you stabilize. Who are you picking up? Alios. You're picking up Alios. Yeah, Alios, right. Yeah, you better be picking on me. Let Alex die. <laughs> Fucking care about Alex. So then, because it's the same round, then it's uh, Kildrake has to make a saving throw. Uh, let's do this. Uh, uh, 16. 16, that's it. Both stabilized. We are officially out of combat. It's been so long, I should recap the area. You guys had just fought the Necromancer Ferris. Why do you say necromancer? That's how you say it, necromancer. <laughs> that's not how you say it. That's, that's how it's said. That's how it's pronounced. You guys fought the skeletal dwarves that you had been sent here to save. So you don't want to call them the skeletal dwarves? That's <laughs> the skeletor. The skeletors. And you guys are in the bottom of the storm tower. So the necromancer died and dropped uh, an orb, right? Yes, he died, and as he fell, he dropped a mysterious red gem. Wait, don't we have to take a short rest so that we all have actual hit points? I mean, if Foos wanted to loot the room, he could and just not give you guys anything. <laughs> this is also true. I think we'd have to actually take a long rest at this point. But anyway, yeah, I'd like to uh, rifle through his pockets, pick up that orb. Okay, so he has the he has that orb, like I said. He, uh, he also has a dagger, and he has 26 silver pieces. Dagger? Fresh with blood? Yes. Your blood? Kildrake blood. Well, Kildrake, whatever. All right, I'm rich. Uh, and he had the orb. I'll pass the orb to Agra, who is conscious, right? Yep. Can you figure out anything about this? Because... It's just a red ball to me. Uh, can I use an Archon check to try and see what this ball does? Yes, you can. 
I'm looking up the official rules for identifying. I'm pretty sure Arcana is one of them, just so we do it right here. The identify spell is the fastest way to reveal an item's properties. Alternatively, a character can focus on one magic item during a short rest while being in physical contact with the item. At the end of the rest, the character learns the item's properties as well as how to use them. Potions are an exception. A little taste is enough to tell the taster what the potion does. Oh god, not the potion tasting problem again. Alright, but we're going to take a short rest anyway. Should we do that first? We can do that if you guys want. So on a short rest, Tony, what do you guys get? I can't believe you guys didn't like that joke. <laughs> what joke? Oh. So we would have to take a long rest, really, technically, if we want to get technical. Well, let's get technical. Let's get technical. So, uh, in that case, if we're going to bet for a long rest... Fought up the doors. I was going to say, go find that dwarf who followed us out here. Oh. And bring him down here so he can, uh, identify the bodies, I guess. We found your friends! <laughs> Are any missing? <laughs> we tried putting you back together, but we only made one. Name was... No, Phallic was the necromancer, right? Phallic? Yeah, Phallic was the necromancer. <laughs> <laughs> his name no, actually was. I wrote, I wrote it down. His name was... Jairus Phallic. Phallic. Phallic was his last name. <laughs> uh, mistakes were made. How do we not realize this? I don't know. We, we got through two whole sessions. Like, Phallic, that sounds perfectly fine as a name. <laughs> I know three guys with the name Phallic. We need to go back and recut it and make him tall and imposing. The tall and imposing Phallic. What are we doing? We're, we're taking a long rest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to go. We're getting the, um, the dwarf. I guess the guy who... Was the uh, manager or, you know, boss? Sorik. Sorik was his name. So someone's going to go grab him? Yeah, and I'm going to check on our prisoners and give them food. Okay. So you're going like, on out. Of them we killed their boss because they were all cocky about that shit. Like, oh, he's going to kick your ass. Oh, like Skullcrusher or his name was? Yeah, well, he died. I was totally... Uh, let's just leave that. Let's le- let sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> so, Foos, you're going to go get Sorik. Yeah, I'm just going to run okay. upstairs, basically. And... You run back down the trapped hallway, you run past the fire statues, you go into the room where you guys killed all the bandits, and you climb the rope ladder, and Sork is sitting there with, um, he's got the th- three bandits still tied up. He looks at you and he says, I, I can tell by the look on your face that my kin didn't make it. Truly a waste. What would these damn punks want in a place like this? Well... Uh, we're not really sure yet, so we need to rest because some of my party are gravely wounded, but uh, after that we can investigate a little more and see what's going on. I figured I could watch the prisoners uh, while we rest, and you can go down and do whatever you need to do with your kin. Sword makes his way down, so you're staying up there. There's the three men still tied up. There's uh, Philip and... I don't know if we introduced... If you guys asked the names of the other uh, two. We didn't we give just a got shit. The one. We didn't give a shit. Yeah, so, uh... I may have one more, but we forgot about him, because he's not important. I wrote down, uh, I have Goro and Zephyr. Goro and Zephyr. <laughs> Goro, I think. Out of Mortal Kombat? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, Philip's just sitting there sobbing into his, uh, mouth gag, and the other two are still looking kind of tough and defiant. I'll gag them so they can eat. Okay, what are you feeding them? I just have rations. I'll just give them my rations. So, yeah, basically, we will, we'll make it through our rest. Nothing happens. You guys are going to regain hit points and uh, you see your spells and all that. Woo! Do we level up? I remember where there's a distinct talking about level up. How about we finish this room, finish this whole little dungeon here, then we'll level up before we go any further. But what if we get a random encounter? You won't. Ah, why is it spoiled the fun? Yep. He sends us a non-random encounter instead. 
that room you're on, it's actually the top of a gelatin's cube. Good luck. Okay, so yeah, a couple hours go by. Great, so have I identified this ball thing? Ah, yes. You have identified that red gem as an elemental gem. This gem contains a moat of elemental energy. When you use an action to break the gem, an elemental is summoned as if you had cast the conjure elemental spell, and the gem's magic is lost. Because this one is red, it will summon a fire elemental. Sweet. What was he doing with it? He was just shaking it at the ca- at the uh, like caskets? Yeah, he was. But he didn't know what the fuck it was. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Fire elemental, open this thing. Everyone's awake now. Kill Drake, Alios. If you guys Long rest gets you what, full HP? Technically, if you were dead, you're only supposed to get a little back, but a stable creature that isn't healed regains one hit point after 1d4 hours. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it would make sense to just house rule it, but I don't know what you want to do. That's your call. Yeah, okay. Yeah, for the sake of time, let's just say that a long rest. Basically, all, all the only bookkeeping that you're doing there is saying you have to wait until everyone has one hit point until you have rest. But the long rest rules just say at the end of a long rest, a character regains all lost hit points. So Okay. So, long rest, you guys are back to full. Easy peasy. We'll house for it. I mean, honestly, I think the rules would kind of support that anyway. Like, Foos, are you staying upstairs with the prisoners? Um, Sork is now downstairs with you guys, and he's, he's pretty upset over uh, the skeleton remains of his brethren. And he's just... He's not crying, but you can tell he wants to because they didn't deserve this. I'm gonna just double check their uh, their bindings and everything, and then if I'm confident okay. that like none of them have been trying to escape, I'm gonna go back downstairs. Like I'm gonna okay. look for any like flayed ropes or anything like that. Yeah, sure. That would be a perception if you have that. Oh, five. No, they uh, you don't seem to see anything. I go downstairs. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I'll go back downstairs. I don't have any reason to think they're going to anywhere, so... Yep, Sorik is, uh... He's just picking up, like, rings or, like, personal possessions off the dwarves, just, like, anything that they might have that is, like, a, an effect. We're all awake. Let's look around this room real quick. Look at me, I go over here. How many dead dwarves are there? Um, we incinerated all the skeletons. It looks like there were four of them. Incinerated all the skeletons? Blake Burning Hands did to them. I kill all of them. I killed, like, maybe two or three. Well, I'm going to ask, uh... Sorik? Uh, eight. There, he says there was eight. I want to ask him what he wants to do with the remains. Like, does he want to try and move them? or? He says, let's set them to rest best we can here, and we'll send someone back. There's no way we can carry okay. all of this. So I'll help him do that while uh, people investigate the room. I saw a bunch of sarcophagi back there. Maybe we could... Okay, yeah. sorry. No, we should. We should use them for their intended purpose. You want to stuff them in the sarcophagus with other, <laughs> other bodies? That's not how that works. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure this is how sarcophagi work. <laughs> no, that's how catacombs work. This is a catacomb, though, isn't it? So we could just leave them here and they'd be fine, right? I think it's more like a tomb. I'll just help him organize them. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put the bodies in a semi-neat way. Who was inspecting the sarcophagus? The, the two the large ones in the center of the room? I'll help. Uh... Kildrick's gonna do a check on the two sarcophagi in the back. Okay, so... I rolled a 26. What type of check are you doing? Perception. Perception, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna scout. I'm just gonna look around at the back of the room, like, 
back from where we're fighting the necromancer. Okay. These these sarcophagus are much more impressive than the ones that you guys had seen in the hall leading to here. The one on the right has a lid that is carved in the likeness of a female elf wizard, and she's wearing a robe and clutching a large staff. Carved into the staff is the following. It says, Master of Magic and Fae Majesty. The lid is askew, and it's exposing an empty interior. I'll take a religion check from anybody, or a wisdom check. Nope, I'm sorry. Religion is intelligence now in 5th edition. I do not have that trained. Does anyone else here does have it? I think you guys can make them un- un- untrained. What's, um, what's, what's Agra's intelligence? Uh, I only have a plus two. You're probably better off than me. Alright, I'll make the roll. Only a five. Only a five. I mean, there's no reason both of you couldn't just make it. I just wouldn't let everybody make more than one. Yeah, you can make one too, Alex. I rolled a natural 20. (laughs) See? Natural 20. There we go. You know that that quote um, refers to the god Corellian, common deity of elves. The second sarcophagus... On its lid is the carved likeness of a male human fighter clad in plate armor and clutching a greatsword. Carved into the blade, it says, Lord of Battle and King of Storms. You can make me another religion check. Okay. Uh, but bonus is a 10. You know that this is uh, referring to Kord, the god of battle. Two different gods. Let's her promote and see what's in them. Gods. Yeah. I know things about gods. So how do we open them? I'm not strong enough. You guys do it. Yeah, okay. I try to push it open with my 11 strength. I will I will do a, I'll try to open it with my strength of 13 then. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 15 with bonuses. So it doesn't even budge. Like Even though it, it doesn't actually look all that heavy despite the fact that it's a stone lid, it doesn't even shudder when you push against it. Just my common sense, too. I think having more people would, would help. You don't think so. What are the... What did the sarcophagi say on it again? Lord of Battle and King of Storms. Which is a reference to Cord, but I don't know this. Only Alex knows this because he didn't tell anyone. I mean, you you could also make religion check if you're over there. Wait, it's in Dwarvish? This is in common. We just, oh, it's in common. Can we just start assuming we share basic information when we succeed on checks? We share information. I don't think that's going to be good. Yeah, if you guys don't want to share information, just say, I'm not telling. Or if we're clearly yeah. near each other. So the first one was for Coralyn. The reference an element? It said, Master of Magic and Fae Majesty. Fae Majesty, okay. Sounds like you, Tony. Sounds like me? Yeah, you should be the one to open this. Because I'm a dragon? Yeah, you're strong, aren't you? I mean, I can try to open it, but I don't think that's it. Do it. I rolled a 17. 17? You don't even budget. You push against it with your dragonborn muscles, and it doesn't even shudder. I'm going to tell our big dragonborn that uh, I don't think we can open it physically. Yeah, I don't think Guys, guys. I got this. I walk up, I put my hand on it, and I go, and I make, like, stormy noises. Lightning, thunder, <laughs> boom. You mean, like, just with your mouth or with a spell? Yeah. Oh, I can cast thaumaturgy. <laughs> I cast thaumaturgy and make storm noises. Yeah! Ride so, the lightning. Can you give me some storm noises? <laughs> uh, do you want to say anything else while you're doing that? Ride the lightning? <laughs> Give me a religion check. That would be a 10. 10. You don't think Ride the Lightning is one of the prayers normally offered up to court? Doesn't mean that it's not a great prayer and that they shouldn't have meant their book. <laughs> Invoke Cord. 
I don't know shit about cord. Just be like, by the power of cord and shove it. <laughs> okay, go, by the power of cord, and then I try to do a skateboard move. <laughs> <laughs> but when you say by the power of cord, uh, the lid slides open. <laughs> Seriously, eh? That's it. You guys just had to say his name. <laughs> Cord does not lock his shit very well. You want to steal your thunder when you're the one who passed the check. I mean, like, literally, I would open it if I put my hand on it and was like, I hate this cord asshole. Well, there it goes. It opens up. <laughs> Which would have been great. Uh, so, do you want to look inside? Or do you want to run away? <laughs> I I will look inside. Whatever I say whatever's in there is mine. I opened it. Okay. Um, when you look inside, you can see that there are four tiger eye gems and one moonstone gem just laid on a circle on a skeleton's chest. There is a dome-style helmet with smooth green gems covering the eye slots, and there is a large gold-plated skull sitting in the the dead man's hands. Ooh. Um. He's not really gonna need those gems pretty sure if he hasn't spent them by now he's probably not going to use them mm, gold skull though so what do you guys want to do what do you mean all stuff in there is yours take your shit Woo! i did it um but i'm there's I, no bots okay whatever i take the gems pluck up the gold skull put them in a sack i guess i don't know i'll look at the gold skull at least i'll i'll Alas, Poriotic, I barely knew you. What about the helmet? Oh, shit. Helmet? I'm not a big helmet guy. I've got horns. When you pick up the skull, you can just hear uh, just like whispering, just like, like in your head. And it just gives you a very uncomfortable feeling. Um, it's, not, it's not a human skull. It's like larger and elongated. Okay. I... Uh, tell people that I hear voices in my head. Um, I say, actually, yo, uh, yo, Agra, you totally love evil things, dead things. You're a, you're a, uh, who's he, what's it? You can have this skull. Oh, gee, thank you. Uh, why don't you want it, though? I mean, I got all these gems, and I'm not that strong. I really don't want to carry this giant skull. Alright, sweet. I'll take that. Okay, so same thing. As soon as you're holding it, you can just sense evil no inside of us. <laughs> um, and you can hear the same. Not like loud enough to like drive you insane or anything, but just like like as if there's whispering going on. Awesome. I don't need to tell anybody about this. It's gold. And Sorik, uh, the dwarf who's watching, he just says, Ugh, that thing gives me the creeps. You should smash it. No way, this thing is pure gold. It's worth its weight in gold. I mean, we could smash it and then sell it. No, it's a terrible idea. What if we miss pieces of gold? He says, perhaps you should show that to Captain Fairyway. It's unnatural. I don't know if he needs to know about this. Does anyone else want to do anything? Whispering. So there's nothing in the other one, right? The other one was empty. Okay. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with all these gems. Gems. We got the gems. Did you take the helmet, Leo? I'm sorry. I know I asked you that. Dude, I got horns. What am I going to fucking put a helmet on for? Uh, does the helmet look, like, useful? Or is it just, like, a normal helmet? I mean, it's a nice-looking helmet. It's it's a dome-style helmet with smooth green gems covering the eye slots. So you feel like that'd be kind of weird to look through it. It'd be like wearing tinted glasses. I'm going to pick it up and try it on. Yeah. Oh, no, it's cursed. Well, too late. 
It fits. And everything is tinted green, but it's not like annoying or anything. It's not going to give you a headache or you don't think it's going to, you don't think it's going to like affect your combat negatively. Okay. I'll just, I'll just keep it. Okay. Well, actually it is from a dead person. Eh, I guess I should put it back. He was buried in that. Maybe he was a warrior. I don't want to take that from him. I want to put it back. Okay. So you're putting it back? Yep. All right. I do a little little prayer towards that because I'm like, sorry, man. Sorry I touched your helmet. It's great. He just like reaches up and fist bumps you. <laughs> All right. So does anyone want to do anything else here? Nope. Uh, I think we got everything wrapped up. I think we should go grab our prisoners and head back to town. All right. So before we grab our prisoners, we're going to level up. And we're going to introduce Anthony. So we have a new player. Hi. <laughs> Go ahead and say hi again, Anthony. Introduce yourself. Okay. <laughs> hi. Should I should I like introduce my character, or will you do that? Um, when we get to your character, we'll introduce him in more detail. But you can say his name and his class. Hold on, I gotta <laughs> I gotta check what I made his name. Okay, so so my character's name is Eldos the Gentle, and he is a half elf uh, cleric. All right. Can he speak and read elf? Yeah, he can. Good. We were sorely lacking in that language department. All right. So let's talk about leveling up. So we're gonna go through, and you guys are just gonna real quick explain what you got at level two. All right. Um, so we're gonna start with uh, Tony. Okay, so as a ranger, when I leveled up to two, I uh, get access to two level one spells. Pick Cure Wounds, which is pretty straightforward, and Hunter's Mark, which lets me pick one target that I can see, and I deal 1d6 extra damage to it if I hit it with a weapon, and that is concentration, so I can maintain that through a whole fight. I also get uh, Fighting Style. Um, I'm going to go with Defense, which is I get plus one to AC if I'm wearing armor. I'm going to go with Fruity. Fruity fighting style. Fruity. You should go with, um, wait, with uh, Kung Pao, Wimp Low style. I'm not a monk, douche. My face to your fist style. That's racist. That's what he says in the movie. It's racist. racist. What's wrong with you? We just lost all of our Asian listeners. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Was that it, Tony? Yeah, that should be it. I don't think I get anything else special. Next, we'll have Alex. I'm a druid at level 2. Uh, I get one extra spell uh, slot, which means I can have one. I can use the spell one extra time. Um, I'm a druid, so I should prepare for spells. I'm like uh, Tony's ranger, uh, Foose, so I I have a big collection of spells. I just have to choose which ones I choose to uh, prepare. Um, what else? Oh, I at uh, level 2, you, pick a, you get wild shape, which you can turn to different animals. And I also choose uh, Druidic Circle. Uh, I'm going to choose to Druid uh, Circle of the Moon, which makes my uh, Wild Shape a lot better. So as of now, I can turn to a Challenge Raining 1 creatures. But I don't know how to fly or swim in them. Leo, do you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go next. So as a Bard at level 2, I gain Jack of All Trades. Um, that allows all skills that i am not proficient in i can still add half of my bonus to them so i still get so now basically i will always get a bonus no matter what type of check i make which is pretty sweet um i also gain another spell slot so i can cast three spells per long rest i actually also know five spells now instead of my 
two. I don't know why I went up so much. So now in addition to Cure Wounds and Thunder Wave, I can also cast Heroism, Dissonant Whispers, and Bane. Uh, Heroism gives temporary hit points equal to my spell modifier at the start of each turn, and it lasts for a minute. So that means at the beginning of that player's turn, they'll gain temporary hit points equal to plus three temporary hit points every turn. So if they lose them and then gain them back and lose them and gain them back, be nice. Dissonant Whispers is a wisdom save for half damage. It deals 3d6 psychic damage. It can be upcast later on. So if I want to use a higher level spell slot to cast it, I add a d6 for every higher level spell slot I cast it. If they fail us the wisdom save, they take full damage as well as they flee in terror from the whispers, the dissonant whispers, as far as they can from me, the caster. Uh, last spell, Bane. It is another duration, one minute. It requires concentration. It hits up to three creatures. Up to three creatures get minus attack and saving rolls. They get a d4 minus, so everything they roll, they'll get minus four, which is uh, pretty cool. But if they succeed against the wisdom, then nothing happens to them. So sad days. That's what I get. Cool. Blake? The Warlock, Agra. At level two, I get five hit points plus my constitution modifier, which ends up giving me a nice round 15 hit points. And the other thing that I gain is an additional spell and Eldritch Invocations, which are like mini feats for the Warlock. I also get two Eldritch Invocations. first one I chose was Agonizing Blast, which allows me to use my Charisma modifier and add it to my Eldritch Blast damage. And the second one is Armor of Shadows. I can cast Mage Armor, which gives me plus 3 AC for 8 hours. So I can cast it uh, for free and gain some very needed defensive bonus. And that's it. All right, cool. Free mage armor sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucking awesome. So, Sorg's like, let's get out of here. This place gives me the creeps. A lot of things give you the creeps, bro. The sensitive guy. Oh, I, I can empathize with that. So let's peace out of here. Oh, let me write down those gems that I acquired. One moonstone and three other stone. Nope, it was one moonstone and four tiger eye gems. Rolling in the bounty. So when you guys make it back up the ladder to the surface, he points at the three bandits that you have tied up, and he says, I suppose we should take these three back to town. It'll put a smile on my face to watch them hang for what they did. But they didn't do anything. We're the ones who ambushed them. They killed my, my brethren. They're still accomplices of murderers. True, but I feel like Philip could reform. Maybe there'll be like a work a work release program or something. Oh, that's not for us to decide. Philip's just crying. The other two are still, you know, giving you guys dirty looks. Stink guy. Yep, we're going to bring him to face justice. So do you guys want to do anything else? Or you just want to head off back to town? We're right off in the sunset. Let's head back to town. As you're heading back towards town and you reach the road, on the side of the road, you see a man kneeling in prayer on the shoulder, just sitting in the dirt. How? I didn't know you were Native American. <laughs> that's, that's probably racist. He said, fine, fine, I'll, just, I'll accept it because that was an amazing joke. I'll be racist for the sake of the joke. This is where we meet Anthony, or Eldas the Gentle. All right, well, since everybody else is stuck with uh, some kind of social anxiety, I'm going to go walk up to him and say, Hail, fellow traveler? Question mark? 
No, I'm I'm not a traveler. I'm I'm just in deep meditation. You've been here for your whole life. <laughs> well, no. So you travel. I was you in one of the temples in the north, but and now then I'm you, here. And then you did what? You did what to get here? I walked. You traveled. <laughs> Chalk one up for me. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I guess if we're going to pick hairs, you know, it's, I, I guess I am a traveler. I don't like this guy. He's a liar. So, uh, Anthony, why don't you tell us a little bit about El Eldas? Eldas the Gentle. Okay, so basically, uh, Eldas is now a second-level uh, cleric half-elf, and he's in uh, the life domain, and that's uh, all about endurance, and uh, basically he's a uh, healer, more or less. I don't know, he's, he's kind of a pacifist, he doesn't really like uh, violence, he doesn't like, like, you know, anger, he doesn't like any of that stuff, because it's sort of against his, uh, you know, his code. Well, so he's a pacifist doing a bunch of murdering hobos. <laughs> yeah. Alright, that was bad. Did the clerics get anything special at level 2 that's worth mentioning besides spells? Anything that's really kinky or cool? Um, the the only thing I can think of is, uh, the divine, uh, the divine ability, which, for me, it's, uh, it's basically an area of effect heal. It's pretty good. It's, uh, the channel divinity preserve life. Uh, starting at second level, you can use your channel divinity to heal the badly injured. As an action, you present your holy symbol and evoke healing energy that can restore a number of hit points equal to five times your cleric level. Choose any creatures within 30 feet of you and divide those hit points among them. This feature can restore a creature to no more than half its hit point maximum. You can't use this feature on an undead or construct. That's uh, other than spells, since, I don't know, nothing else really uh, at second level for clerics. No, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So do you guys want to talk to uh, Eldas at all? I mean, they, they already grilled me on my traveling. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to him. Um, I'll, I'll be uh, juggling. Say, um, so, are you going to sit here meditating all day, or you plan on going to town? Can you repeat what you said? I think, uh, I think you cut out for me. I said, I punch him in the face. I rolled a <laughs> wow, 20. Wow, dick. <laughs> Uh no, I say so. I'm I'm uh, juggling a dagger, just one, just flipping it end over end. I say so. You ever planning on going to town there? Not traveler. Eldas uh, opens one eye and sort of like looks at you. <laughs> he says, "Well, why would I go to town? I'm fine right here." Well, this forest has got some uh nasty, nasty buggers, and um, we did just take out part of an undead cult so we're not really sure how big they are what they're really doing things could get get rough and tumble around here you might want to head back to town well that which is perceived as evil might not be so if greeted in the right way dudes killing innocent excavators and turning them into undead skeletons cannot be perceived as evil i suppose that is a strong argument is that where you're headed, this town? Yep. And you know, a cleric like yourself, I don't know how well you'd fare in a forest by yourself. For a small fee, we'd be willing to protect you on the way to that town. We're headed there ourselves. 
The extortion. <laughs> I'm gonna push uh, Leo out of the way and say we'll do it for free. There's no reason that we should try and defile your beliefs. What? Dude, you're gonna pay us! Thank you. Yes, I, I suppose if we are all on the same side, I suppose I might join you. I'll acquiesce considering he gave me all the gems. So right as uh, you guys are coming to an agreement, one of the bandits, the one uh, called uh, Seifer, he sprints off towards the woods and you see that he had, uh, he had slipped, slipped his bonds that uh, Foose had checked so carefully and he's just sprinting off towards the forest. I draw my bow. Okay. Shoot me a goddamn back. You'll get one shot on it. You'll, yeah, you'll get one shot at him before he gets into the forest. I'll give Tor Bardic inspiration then. As a bonus action, I can cast Hunter's Mark. Oh, God. Yeah! What does, uh, what does Hunter's Mark do? So, uh... <laughs> he literally just went over it. We were like, fine. what do you get at second level? He's got a lot going on. Oh, I didn't listen to a word that you guys... <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I expect. So uh, I pick a target I can see. Any attacks that I hit it with with a weapon deals an extra 1d6 on hit. I also gain an advantage on perception or survival checks against it to find it. How often can you do this? It's a spell, so I have two, I have two per rest right now. Okay. It's Short concentration. Rest. Oh, long rest, right? Yeah, it's concentration. Uh, I can maintain it for up to an hour. So. Okay. So basically, this fucker's not getting away. Okay. Yeah, and I'll, I'll inspire him with bardic inspiration. So you can uh, add an extra d6 if you need it. All right. And uh, so we'll take a shot. Ow. Do I have to use your thing before or after I roll? You can do it after you roll. That one you can do it after. Okay. So I can roll a d6 and add it to your total. So I rolled. I originally rolled a 13. I'm going to use Bardic Inspiration. I'm going to add an extra 4. So 17. 17 will hit him. Okay. And... Oh, Jesus. 10 damage. <laughs> and I get an extra 1d6. So 12 damage. Full damage. The arrow just slams square into his back, and he just screams. And he doesn't go down, but he's just bleeding tons of blood. And uh, he, he like limps into the tree line. That's gonna be really easy for uh, a hunter like him to track with blood like that. I'm gonna start running after him. I'm gonna scream to him to stop if he wants to live. Okay. So, well, you make it to the tree line, and you can see a pretty clear path of blood. So I'm not even gonna make you use a survival to track him. Do you want to fall him into the forest? Absolutely. Okay, so um, you fall him a short ways into the forest, and you can hear him screaming up ahead. Um, and he's just like shrieking all of a sudden. And give me... No, this will be your passive perception. And you notice on the, on the trees above you, there's some thick white web that's like in the branches. Uh-huh. Spider webs. Do you want to keep going? Uh... I guess I'll sneak forward at that point. Okay. Doesn't sound like he's getting much further anyway. Now I... Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What did you, what'd you get? Uh, I rolled a five. Uh, I also have a disadvantage anyway on stealth checks because I'm in medium armor. So, yeah. So you sort of clomp through, stepping on branches and stuff. And as you pass by some trees, you see Cypher. He's stuck in a web. Two spiders are just chomping down on his face. Two giant spiders. Oof. Are my stalwart companions following I'm, I'm me? I'm assuming that did the rest of the party chase him into the woods, like chase Tor, or do we just like, eh, he'll take care of that. And up to you guys. I mean, I would assume that we're, we have some sense of urgency. <laughs> do, 
it's up to you guys. Do you want to follow him or not? <laughs> yeah, I will follow him. I'm going to turn myself into a uh, giant hyena. And I'm going to run after Tor. Tor, how fast do you run? And he'll say, Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. <laughs> my speed is 30. Okay, my, my speed now is 50. So I'm pretty sure I can catch up to you pretty fast. Oh, yeah, you're you're right on his butt. So, yeah, you can see also um, Cypher is being just chomped down on by these spiders. You can tell he's actually between the arrow and the spiders eating his face. You think the he's, venom. He's yeah, probably dead. You, you think he's probably already dead. I nuzzle my head at Tony's face because I'm a giant, so I'm giant. I'm probably his height. And I, and, I sh- and I shake my head. Do you become a giant or do you just become a, a giant hyena? hyena. He picked How giant big hyena. is a giant hyena? <laughs> That sounds okay. <laughs> How big is a giant hyena? Second level giant hyena. I guess it would be a large beast. It's yeah, a large so, creature. So. Yeah, so you're pretty big. So you just nuzzle him and uh. So I'm Tony and Tom shaking and Tom's uh, and I well I can't speak obviously now so I Tom I like nod my head towards where everyone else is. Uh, I want to take a quick look around. Like, is it like a kind of a clearing or? Not so much a clearing, just like a just a spot where okay. the trees aren't as thick. I guess I just want to look around and make sure that there's not anything else of interest. Um, there's a lot more web. You'd have to give me a a check. Uh, seven. A seven? No, you just see lots. I don't of, know. Maybe uh, there's innocent people. I'm sure you were looking for innocent people. Of course I am. Wow. I think my I think my natural perception is actually better than the hyena, so I'm going to do my own. Okay. Uh, fourteen for active. Fourteen. You do notice that there's some other. Uh, like bundles, like people-sized bundles that are hanging from uh, the trees. Are they, like, moving? No, you suspect they've been there for quite a while. I uh, get Tony's attention by bumping into him again, and I move my no- my head, face, nose towards uh, the bundles. Head, face, nose. I'm going to signal that I want to move back towards the party, slowly, and then we can discuss it out there if they want to go in and fight. Okay, so you guys creep backwards. You want to just give yes. me a stealth check? Assume you're trying to move stealthily. Sure. Eleven. Fuck, hyenas no dexterity. I mean, you are a giant hyena. Six. Yep. No, you see, you managed to uh, creep back out to the road, and Phillips just sitting there, wide-eyed, with uh, the other bandit and uh, the dwarf. Ah, uh, Phil- it's Philip and the who's the other one? The other one's name was Gora. Okay, so I'm gonna look at the. I'm gonna look at Philip and Gora and whatever his name is, and I'm gonna do a hyena laugh. <laughs> Okay. And then I bare my teeth and I shift. Uh, I'll stay I'll stay in for another couple of minutes. How far away from uh, town? For the town, you guys are still about like half a day, maybe a little bit longer away from town. I mean, I assume Tor relayed to us the information that they're giant spiders. So I'm going to stare right at the, the two remaining bandits and be like, so I didn't manage to kill your friend, but the giant spiders did. Uh, Philip just keeps on sobbing. Do you want to you do intimidation? Yeah, I'm just gonna... I mean, I don't want to carry a dude who soiled his pants around, Tor, please. Nope. I'm doing it. <laughs> 17. We have standards 17. here. Yeah. Even, uh, even Cypher looks, uh, he looks pretty, uh... Cypher? Pretty shaken by this. Cypher? That's the other bandit. Philip and Cypher. Philip and Cypher. Have I not been saying Cypher this whole time? I don't know. I just, maybe I just noticed. You guys have noticed that the names and accents that I give out change, uh... Pretty, <laughs> pretty often. frequently. Okay, so I say we start moving away from the giant spider den. I will also say that if we went with my original plan, none of this would have been a problem. The forest would all be burned. I'm going to shift back into uh, dwarf form and say uh, we're not burning a forest. Look, I'm not saying we're burning it. I'm just saying 
there would be no giant spiders. That's all I'm saying. When you see a forest, you gotta burn it. You guys are heading back to Fallcrest. It will continue along. Yep. You guys will make it the rest of the way without any other uh, incidents. You'll make it back. It's still it's mid-afternoon by the time you get there. Nice. Uh, where's the captain of the guard? Is he still out there training soldiers? He is not. Yeah, you suspect he's at the guardhouse. Where is the guardhouse? Um, you would know. You guys have been in this town um, before. You would know it's just um, it's near the center of town. On the one hand, we could go to the guardhouse. On the other hand, we could go to the inn. Maybe grab a pint? We're going to drop off our prisoners. That sounds like a great and idea. And then we get pints. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to I don't want to babysit Philip anymore. He's kind of wearing on my nerves. Yeah, Sork also wants to see these men brought in. To the guardhouse. Okay. So you guys go to the guardhouse. You go past the uh, Silver Unicorn Inn. You go past the market. Go to the guardhouse. And Captain Farinway is uh, he's there. And he's just doing paperwork at his desk. But when you guys come in, he stands up and uh, he says, Greeting, gentlemen. How did things go? Uh, well, not quite as planned. And uh, Sorg tells him, he says, They're all dead, Captain. Captain Farinway just gives a little little nod. And he says, uh, he says, I'm sorry for your loss, Sorg. They were good men. On the plus side, we brought you back a gift. And I push over to the two uh, bound... Um, Whatever. Cultists. Cultists? Okay. He's like, these are the men responsible? Um, they were the lackeys responsible. We killed some necromancer named Falik. Raises an eyebrow when you say, uh, necromancer. The necromancer Falik, yeah. We killed him. They all had these painted yellow faces. What were cultists doing in an old abandoned tower? Hmm. I wouldn't know. I'm not a cultist. Don't worry. We'll see that these men are questioned. I'll, I'll lean in and whisper to him. Phillips the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's like noted. Some hot pokers under manhood will loosen their tongues quick enough. And Philip passes out. And then they're, uh, they're dragged off to some cells. Captain Farinway says um, there was talk of payment that is owed to you gentlemen. There was talk of payment? I didn't mention payment. But now that we did mention payment, the payment. No, we were going to... He was going to pay you guys to go and rescue these guys, remember? I do remember that. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember how much he said he was going to pay you guys. Right. 300,000 gold pieces. I have it written down. I just got to find it. A deck of mystical cards. (laughs) I don't have any money, but would you accept this small deck of cards? (laughs) Only if you draw 10 first. Would you care to play a game of gin rummy? You draw your hand of seven first, good sir. Man, I did not really write it down. So, he gives you... <laughs> Insert space where you can say number later. 100 gold? <laughs> I think that was what? somewhere close to it. I think it was 200 from a boss. Well, he's also, he says he's willing to give you um, an extra 50 for bringing back some prisoners. Uh, he would have preferred to have the dwarves back alive, but he understands that sometimes things don't always go the way they're supposed to on the battlefield. Does he also tell me he'd kick me up the forest if I wasn't such a damn good cop? Is <laughs> <laughs> it 150 each, or do we have to divide this? Oh, no, no, just, just 150 total. Okay. Divided amongst five. Wait, four. Cleric did shit. <laughs> Pull your weight with me. Come on, give me my cheat. Pretty sure 150 is a lot. I mean, for for fifth edition, but I'll. I mean, let me see how much I started with. Cause I'm pretty sure I started with a solid amount. 
I started with 60. No, I 60, started with You start with like 60 silver, don't you? No, I started with, where is it? Inventory. I have 145 gold pieces before we even started, so. Uh, so I, have 100, I have 60 gold pieces as a druid. You should be paying me. <laughs> ah, scoundrels know how to make coin. We would have a little bit more coin if someone didn't ruin the great game I had running on Cleric over there. (laughs) So, uh, do you guys want to say anything else to the Captain uh, Fernway? Um, I'll say I hope you keep us in mind if you have any other opportunities. Uh, He says, I certainly will. You gentlemen do fine work. Sorek sort of nudges Agra. He says, I think you should show him the skull. Oh, right. I was just listening to Great Tunes. Never mind. Uh, I go and I show him the skull. We found this in one of the tombs uh, near the Necromancer's resting place. And when uh, Captain Farringway examines it, he uh, he sort of shudders and he says that this is clearly something unnatural and evil, but it's nothing that I know about. You know someone who would? Uh, well, there's a Temple of Helm in town, and I think you should bring the skull there. And show it to their cleric. Hey, we have one of those. Why should we pay someone to figure out what it is? He's like, oh, you have a cleric now? When you left, you didn't. Yeah, you know, we're kind of a big deal. Do you guys want to show it to uh, your cleric? Uh, yeah, cleric. Uh, what is your name again? Eldos. Eldos. I think you and I are going to get along just fine. Could, do you mind examining the skull for me? Obviously, if they're referring us to the religious types, it should have something to do with, well, whatever god it's associated with. Eldas, which uh, which god did you worship again? Uh, Ilmater. Ilmater. Okay. Ilmater. Ilmater. I think it's Necro. <laughs> Yo, I'm the one that I'm the one that worships him. How are you gonna tell me <laughs> how to pronounce it? <laughs> Is it really Ilmater though? I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, Ilmater. Ilmater and Ilmater. Who cares? Ilmater, Ilmato. Big Il. <laughs> So you can give me a religion check to try to figure out what this uh, skull is. Okay, let me uh, pull that up one moment. Yep, no problem. Okay, you can give some dialogue too. If you want. Oh yeah, no, no, by all yeah. means. I mean, I, I I definitely sense some dark energy from this. I I just I don't know its origin. Let me let me feel, and then uh, let me find the uh, check. Is that under skills? Yes. Yeah, it should be under skills. Okay, so I guess, is that is, is it a 10 or a 27? <laughs> it rolls twice in case you have an advantage or disadvantage. Neither, you don't have either right now, so you just take the first one. So that's a natural 20 for you. Nice. Yes. So you know that this skull is um, it's worshipped by demon cultists. So you're not sure what sort of evil is trapped inside of the skull. But you know that it's some sort of demon. Right, well, I, I look at the group and uh, tell them that uh, there, there are souls trapped in the skull. There's very dark, evil magic in this. And uh, Captain Farringway says, like, well, then we should find a way to destroy this. I don't uh, want it in my town. How about instead of destroying it, we examine it further? I can hold it for safekeeping. And once we get to a reputable person, we can uh, determine how to do... You know. Captain Fenray is okay with that. He just sort of nods. He's like, I trust you, gentlemen. You've done well by the town so far. All right. Uh, we have our payment. We have our hostages in. 
You have the Golden Skull that belongs to Indiana Jones or something. Yeah, this is the Golden Skull, okay? <laughs> Crystal Skull, Golden Skull, We're not whatever. getting sued. <laughs> you guys have your payment. I assume you're leaving the guardhouse. Do you guys want to go anywhere? There's the inn, there's the market. Let's go to the market and see if I can't get my gems appraised to potentially turn into stacks of fat cash. Fat as you guys are walking through the streets, a uh, small boy, like, you know, like six, seven years old, bumps into you, Alios, and he says, pardon me, governor. Um, I'm, I'm immediately going to grab his hand and say, you think I didn't, I'm going to, how young is he? He's like six. I'm going to lift him up by his arm and say, you think I didn't invent this one, kid? Can I just, like, assume based on my scoundrel background, I know what the fuck is going on? You can. You're going to give me the dexterity check to try to grab his hand. That'll be a natural 20, so 24 in total. Yeah, so you uh, you grab the kid. Lift him up, and I tell him, you don't think <laughs> you don't think I don't know that trick, kid? Are you, like, lifting him right off the ground, like, upside down? <laughs> no, like, I grabbed his arm, so he's, like, dangling right side up. Okay. Just and he's like, shoulder. please, let me go. And I say, please let my things go. <laughs> As you look at his hand and his other hands, you realize he's not holding anything. Can I make a perception to make sure he doesn't have any any of my shit? Yeah, no, that's fine. 18. He doesn't have anything of yours, but you notice your loot is missing. So I say, well, seems I chose wrong, but I'm not going to let you go until I get my stuff back. So you better start calling for your friends. And you, as you mentioned his friends, you see there's another boy who was running away from you down the street. Hmm... They're six, right? They're not like they're not. They're, they're like little kids. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna toss the six-year-old to the to. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand the six-year-old the one I have to. Uh, who looks? I mean, Tor looks pretty strong. I'll hand him to the Dragonborn and say, "Here, hold this." And I'm gonna take out my flute and cast. Oh, you don't have your flute. Why don't I have my? He took my flute. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he said. That's that's my flute said. is big. It's not fucking small, dude. It's not like a little dinky ass flute. You saw the picture. It's a big flute. Uh, I have to go look at this picture again. Doesn't matter. Maybe I'm not. I'm not thinking of what a flute is, but he's got it. <laughs> How do you even hide it? It's slung across my back. I don't like. You say loot or flute. Flute, not a loot. Oh yeah, he can take that. So in like two seconds, he just like manages to get all my shit, all my cash, and a pretty big no, flute. No, 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 no. He didn't take any of your cash. Oh, he just took my flute. I thought you said he took my loot, and then you were like, "Also, he has your flute." I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I heard loot. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. Okay, so I still have daggers. But... <laughs> yeah, you you have everything but your flute. Mm, that's annoying. I can't cast any spells without that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just I'll just run the kid down. Fuck it. I tell him. I say hold him to Tor, and then I just book it after this kid. Okay, so we're gonna do a few things here. Tor, you're going to give me an athletics check versus my kid's dexterity check to wiggle out of your hands, and then everyone is gonna give anyone who wants to be in this chase is gonna give me initiative roll. But let's do uh, Tor's first. Where's our chase music? Uh, nineteen. So yeah, you do hold on to this first chase music. Uh, that is in some uh, not Benny Hill. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the Dragonborn and try and question the kid about his motives. Sixteen. Helios. I'm just kind of standing there awkwardly. 
I don't really, I don't really know what to do with the child. <laughs> You're like, uh, do I sing to it? Agro and Killjoke, are you guys going to be in this chase? Um, well, I didn't lose anything, right? <laughs> nope, nope. I think I'm better off hanging out with uh, Foos. Okay. Sounds like a solo mission here. It's okay, I think Elios can handle it. Well, the way uh, the way Chase works is you're encouraged to use the dash action, which 5th edition is basically taking two movements. Okay. You can use three of them plus your constitution modifier freely. Okay. Every time you do it after that, it's a concentration check, or a constitution check of 10, or you gain one level of exhaustion. If you hit five levels of exhaustion, your speed becomes zero, and you can't do anything. Okay, got it. Got my chase music on. <laughs> For those of you at home, please start playing Bayonetta Afterburner Climax Mix. <laughs> Courtesy of Blake. You're very welcome. So the way it works is he's a certain distance ahead of you, and you're going to use your movement speed, and you're just going to try to run him down. Okay. Each time we're going to roll uh, a D10 for any complications that you might run into. Simple enough? Simple enough. Okay, so I dash, right? Okay, so you dash. So your movement speed is how much? 30. 30. So if you dash, you use 60 movement speed. Um, You can tell right off the bat that you are faster than him, that you're gaining on him, but this kid has a little bit of a head start on you. Okay, so... Do you want to roll the D10 or do you want me to do it? For what? For my comp? For complications. Uh, What is it going to be, a dex or just a straight D10? Just a straight D10. Come on, tell me what it is. What's what's the complication? Well, it's the thing. You it's roll, random. and then I tell you what you get. Oh, okay. So we're rolling to see what the complication is. Yeah, you roll it. Go for it. Okay, so as you chase the boy uh, around a corner, he cuts a tight corner, and as you spin around, you see that there's a young woman pushing a baby carriage right in the middle of your path. So... Either um, I need an acrobatics check to avoid her, mm-hmm. or a strength check to plow through her without slowing down. <laughs> I'll use an acrobatics check to avoid her. Okay. Uh, 12? 12. So you don't avoid her, and you hit her. Um, you just sort of clip the baby carriage. It doesn't, like, fall over or anything, but um, you're going to lose some. You're going to lose 20 speed out of your 60. So you only move 40 that down, that round. Okay. So okay. Uh, dash 2. The boy runs by a pair of dogs that are fighting in the middle of the street, and they're, like, ripping apart a piece of meat. He runs by them without being noticed. So when you run by, you're either going to give me a dexterity check to try to avoid them, or you could try to slow down and make a stealth check to try to sneak by them. Can I try to intimidate them? Yeah, I'll take him someday. Cool. I'm a tiefling. I'm scary. Oh, (laughs) God. Seven? Seven? Nope. So as you you go by and you sort of, I don't know, you want to bark at them or something? Yeah, I was going to growl at them. <laughs> One of them uh, bites at you, and you're going to take two points of damage, and you're going to lose 10, 10 uh, speed out of your 60 that round. But you are gaining on the kid still. Okay, dash three. A large manure cart. Manure. manure a large manure. 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 Got it. Manure. A large manure. Oh, man. Ay vey, this is my manure cart. <laughs> <laughs> large manure. Oh my god, I can't do it now. Can't do it Fuck. A large manure. 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 Just, Just say newer and a manure. 
a large shit cart is hooked up to a horse in the middle of the street. As the boy runs by, he startles the horse and it rains back and it spills its stinky cargo towards you. So I need a dexterity or yeah, dexterity check, acrobatics to avoid stumbling in the stinky. Can basket. I give myself bardic inspiration without my um mute without my You tell me, can you? I have no idea. Without my instrument, I don't know. It's just, it's a bonus action. It doesn't say yeah, anything about my instrument. Yeah, we can say that you're, yeah, sure, you're, like, humming battle music to yourself. You can sing as to you yourself. You can still yeah. sing, right? Yeah, so I'll give myself bardic inspiration. Let's roll. Here we go. Acrobatics. 21. Don't even need it, but I can hold 21. it for 10 minutes, yeah. so. You, uh, you sort of Assassin's Creed to the side of this, uh, pile of shit that comes towards you and you're gonna get your full movement speed that round so you are very close to the boy now he cuts down an alleyway and as you chase him into the shadows you see a masturbating bum who's moments away from busting a nut oh god and the excitement of seeing you has tickled his fancy oh god so you're gonna give me an acrobatics check to avoid being nutted on um i'll roll my d6 here to not get explodificated on so that's 18 18 total? Yeah, you sort of matrix and just sort of goes like right over you and uh, you make it by the bump. So now you're right on the boy's heels and several months ago, the town of Fallcrest had a massive bake sale to raise money to fund improvements to the local temple. And the crown jewel of these improvements is a large stained glass window that was specially made in the city of Atlantica and shipped all the way here. At this moment, as you barrel down the street, Two men are carefully walking across the street to the temple doors. You can smash through it or try to limbo your way underneath it. The, the acrobatics check will be harder than the strengths check. Okay. Also, is this my fourth sprint? I have a con modifier of zero. That's why. Okay. Three, yes, this is your fourth. Yeah, so okay. you'll just, you give a constitution save okay. first to avoid getting a level of exhaustion. Seven. Well, that is a level of exhaustion. So what does that do? Exhaustion. You have disadvantage on ability checks at level one. Disadvantage on ability checks? Oh, God. Okay. So am I still faster if I just take my normal run speed or no? Well, basically what dash does is you're moving twice. So if you just take your normal one, you get a move and an action. So you'd only move 30. You wouldn't move right. 60. How fast is the kid moving? I'm saying is he moving? Like, um, as a six-year-old, how is he just like? He's, he's not moving 60 but he's moving faster than 30. Oh, okay. We continue to run here. And uh, you said pies. What do I have to make? What types of checks do I have options? Um, you can either strength check through... I didn't say pies. <laughs> it's a stained glass window. Oh, pies. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know where Leo's head is at. I was, I, was zoned in, I was zoned in on bake sale, and I thought they were carrying pies for some reason. <laughs> you can strength check through it, or you can try to make a harder acrobatics check to limbo underneath it. Uh, considering, well, let's see, what would my strength check be? My strength would be a minus one. So let's let's go for the acrobatics. Okay. 15? 15. No, as you're going underneath it, your face hits the window, and you fall prone, and you lose all your... It technically has the disadvantage anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, 11, yeah. So the boy gets a good head start on you, or distance on you. So how long does it take for fatigue to disappear? Finishing a long rest reduces a creature's exhaustion level by one, provided that the creature has also ingested some food and drink. This is the worst thing ever. Literally. Print again. Let's see if uh, con check. 
But now my con check I have I have disadvantage on, right? That's right. Seventeen and sixteen. Woo! Eat it. Yes, you pass. Go Leo. Catch the kid. As you cut back into the street out of the alleyway past the the temple, a one armed beggar is blocking your path, begging for some food or coin. You can you have a few options here. Um, I'll just flip him I'll flip him a coin. Yeah, you flip him a coin, you automatically succeed. Sweet. How much do I have to give him? A coin, yeah. I can give him a silver coin, a bronze yeah. coin. Okay. Whatever flip, you want. Flip him a piece of silver, dude. Yeah, Get out of my cheap. way. So that actually, that's it. You catch the kid. Yeah. You run him down and you grab him by the scuff of his neck. And then he punches you out. And he's like, please, governor, don't hit me. Hmm. Not going to hit you, but I am going to need that flute back. He's like this. Yeah. And he holds it up. Here, have it. Thark just makes us take anything. I don't even know how to play. Who? Thark. Yeah. He's our boss. I, I caught that the first time. So wait, I say, I'm going to let you go, but are you going to run if I let you go? No. I don't let him go. I say, you're going to tell me all about your, your boss, Thark, here. Thark, he just, he only beats us a little bit. He's real nice. He just makes us bring him whatever we can snatch, and he keeps monsters away from us. Okay, kid. Let me tell you something. There's going to be a new guy in town who's going to protect all you kids, and I ain't going to beat you at all. I don't know. Thark's not going to like that. You leave Thark to me. Okay, tell me where he is, and I'll take care of everything. I'll make a deception, not deception. I guess it is deception. Yeah, or persuasion. Which would you rather? Because I'm actually, I'm being honest. I do want to own all the little kids. And persuasion. I do want to own all the little kids. <laughs> not help. It's a 25. It's 25? He goes, yeah, fuck, he's out behind the silver unicorn. He plays dice there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I laugh just like that and say, Dice, huh? Thanks, kid. What's your name? Jimmy. Okay, Jimmy. You go round up all your friends, and you guys work for Elios now, okay? Okay. What do you want us to steal? Whatever you can get your green mitts on. <laughs> Make sure you feed yourselves, though. Okay. Thanks, mister. Do you let him go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He takes off on it. Oh, can I just tell him that he's got to, like, report back to me? Like, I don't know. I'm going to set, can we set up some sort of like call sign or something? I mean, if you shout to him real quick, I mean, he's taking off. Uh, I'm going to shout. I'll, I'm actually going to play him a song. And when I say, when I play that song, someone better meet me that night at the, uh, the, whatever the Pegasus in is. The silver unicorn. The silver unicorn <laughs> in. He goes, okay, over his shoulder. Sweet guys. I'm going to become a fucking slumlord. <laughs> <laughs> could possibly go wrong honestly did not think they'd all be like eh, it's your shit you go chase after <laughs> <laughs> i think it works really well that way though we were just making sure the other kid didn't get away that's all he dodged the nut though so i mean that's that's a success in and of itself yeah i hit the glass but i dodged the nut, dodged the nut. yeah it's uh I'll give you a little taster. If you had gotten hit by the knot, you had to make a constitution save against disease. <laughs> oh, God. So, um, I know where Fark is now. I guess I'm going to go back to the party with my flute. Thark. Thark. Whatever. He's he's not as good as me. Let's just put it that way. So, I guess I, I head back to the party. And I say, uh, guys, I've got a good opportunity going. Uh, hand over this kid to me. Um, I'll take care of this. Did you get your flute back? 
I waggle it at him. Damn straight. Just kind of awkwardly holding the child. Is, does it look hungry? He looks pretty skinny. Yeah. All right. you know. I'm going to put him on the ground and I'm going to hand him one of my rations. More of your rations? Just give them out to everyone. What the fuck? Yeah, he just snatches it. Stuffs it in his mouth. Can I, can I talk to him for a second? Talk to the kid? Yeah, I'm done with him. How much does food cost in this shit? Like, reasonably. If you wanted, like, the silver unicorn, if you wanted to get a meal and a room for a night, it's three silver pieces. Are you kidding? No. Wow, I have a lot. I'm, like, rich already. That's why I was so surprised when you guys had all that money. So that's, like, you know, like, below average. But then, like, say the Blue Moon Ale House, which is a larger and nicer tavern in town. Um, it's a gold piece for a meal and a room for the night. I'm going to, like, uh, do sleight of hand to, like, have nothing in my hand and then have, like, uh, a gold coin in between each finger. So four gold coins. And say, hey, kid, I already spoke. What was that other kid's name? Jimmy? Jimmy. What's his name? Alvin. Say, Alvin, how many of the, how many of, of how many of you guys work for FARC, whatever? He says, uh, well, and he starts counting on his fingers. He's like, there's, uh, there's eight of us. And he holds up nine fingers. <laughs> Real good, kid. I pressed, uh, what is it? I guess what's enough for them to eat. A squalid lifestyle is one silver piece a day. Squal. I'll give him eight silver pieces for a squalid lifestyle, you say? Yeah, that's squalid. Okay, so I'll give him 24 silver pieces. I say, this is what you're going to do. You all work for me now. Jimmy already knows the deal. You're going to go. I want you to gather all your buddies. You're all going to get a nice meal, and you're going to meet me at the Pegasus Okay, the silver unicorn in. <laughs> God damn it. We're going to meet me at the silver unicorn in, okay? Okay, okay. And he's just nodding real fast, staring at the money. Repeat it back to me, Evan. <laughs> Alvin. Silver, silver unicorn in. We work for you. And my name is Evan. Got it. <laughs> my name's Evan now. <laughs> no, no, you I'll can be anything me. you want, big boy. <laughs> you can keep your name. Okay, so I, I let him go off with the silver pieces. Okay, yeah, he, uh, he takes off. Tell the rest of the party about Thark and say, uh, I gotta take care of some business with Thark. Yeah, he's the guy who runs all the kids around here. He uh, has them steal for him, makes probably a pretty penny himself. Kids, people ignore kids. They got good eyes and ears. I want that information. What's the sexy ears? I don't think this is the best way to go about that. Look, okay, I used to live like those kids. Okay, I know how it is. Trust me. They'll be better off with me. Why don't you just make their lives better by making their lives better instead of letting them do the same stuff? You give a kid like that enough gold, some other adult's going to come by and take it from them. Okay? They got to earn it themselves, but I'll be there to guide them. Well, I guess if that's it, you're making little children rob other people. Uh... I'm going to teach them to do it right, okay? So, um, sounds like you guys want to do what? Well, first I'm going to ask uh, Eldas, the gentle, if he would, if he needs some sort of spiritual rest in one of the, the temples or whatever he does. No, no. I I was meditating all morning. I, I'm quite all right. Thank you. But this matter of the children, I, I would like a hand in this business of letting them continue to live in squalor and stealing and... I would have a hand in that. Wants his hands in the children. Typical priest. Uh-oh. I think we have to cut that part. <laughs> Do we? I'm, I was raised of that religion. I can say whatever I want about it. So is that it? 
I don't know what the party wants to do now. I'm not going to Shanghai them into my another side quest for myself right now. Uh, I want to go to the to the tavern. I would also like to go to the tavern, but I gotta I gotta make sure I take care of Thark before I meet up my with my new child informants. Okay, so uh, which tavern? Uh, there's the Silver Unicorn or the Blue Moon Ale House. Mm, let's go to the Blue Moon Ale House. What? But I already told all the children to meet me at the other Ale House. Which one did we start in? You started at the Silver yeah, Unicorn. Oh, I'm back there. That's where my room is. Woo! Two votes for me. Silver Unicorn has okay out, so I'll go there. Yes! Yeah, Silver Unicorn. You bought, you owe me a pint, though. I'll buy you a pint. The Silver Unicorn is a cheerful tap house and inn. It caters to travelers who have somewhat less coin to spend. Many of the locals prefer to do their drinking here. The proprietor is a stout dwarf named Tharma, who is known for expressing her opinion, regardless of whether or not it's asked for. As I said earlier, it's three silver pieces get you a meal and a room for the night. When you go in, when you guys go inside, it's you know it's not crowded, but there's there's some people, barflies drinking. I need to I need to take care of this Thark thing, so I think I need to go meet him if anyone wants to come with me. I'll also come along. Yeah, I mean I'll tag along. Yes. Woo. Okay. Sweet. Let's free the children. But not the British children. God damn it. <laughs> but not the British <laughs> children, no. So you guys are going to go out back to where uh, Thark is supposed to be playing dice? I like to play dice. Yeah, when you guys go back, you see there is four men there. One of them is large, bald man with an obnoxiously fake gold tooth. And he stands up and he's like, what do you ugly pukes want? We want to play dice. And I show him... I take out my set of dice, because I actually have a set of dice, coincidentally. <laughs> coincidentally. He says, show us your coin. I'm going to take out my coin and say, well, I don't know how much is enough for gambling, but, and then I'll have, like, show the, the glittering gold. He's like, uh, yeah, that, that'll be enough. Why don't you come over here and play? Okay, so I'll, I'll sit down. Does anyone else want to play? I thought we were trying to rescue the children. I'm going to elbow that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your damn mouth. Just watch, Mr. Cleric. Well, let me ask this real quick. Are you guys actually going to play dice? I mean, I'm going to cheat and beat this guy senseless, and then I'm going to take the children. Okay. So I guess this, do we really need to figure out dice rolls and make... I think skill checks to be fine. Okay, so um, Salad puts down like 10 silver pieces. Roll the dice. Salad puts down 10 silver pieces. Oh, God. <laughs> He's back, guys. He's back to gamble. What? You said Falik. Oh, shit. I did uh, Thark. All right, wait a minute. So Thark puts down uh, 10 silver pieces and he rolls his dice. So, yeah, you can give me a sleight of hand check to try to. Can I purposely lose to him oh yeah you can yeah do i have to do a sleight of hand to purposely lose to him yes you would okay you're just trying to influence the roles yeah do i have advantage no probably not eight you you're exhausted so you have disadvantage oh fuck okay so i rolled an eight at influencing the role does that mean i roll really well I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's make this easier in your brain. I'm going to cast Thaumaturgy so it looks like I'm rolling dice. And then I'm going to roll the dice, and it's going to be lower than his. Yeah, sure. We'll just say that works. <laughs> I can make uh, an illusion of small objects as long as he doesn't try to actively pick up the dice. Okay. Yeah. So he just sort of chuckles, and uh, 
He's like, yeah, that's it. And did you put down silver? Yeah, I put down 10 silver. Okay, so yeah, he takes up uh, the 10 silver. And I'll say, wait, wait, wait. No, that, that was just my first time. L- let me try again. He's like, all right, sure. Let's play again. What does he put down for a bet? He puts down 20 silver pieces. Put down 20 silver pieces as well. So while this is happening, the rest of you guys know that the other guys that are uh, standing there, they're sort of backing away a little bit. Like, I see there was like a circle that you guys were all standing and watching this going on. They're sort of just backing away from the circle. I'm going to do a perception check. I'll actively perceive what they're doing. You're just going to keep an eye on them? Yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on them. Right now, they're just sort of moving like behind you guys. Yeah. So if they do anything, uh, tell Jane is suspicious, I'll do a roll for it. Are you trying to lose again, Leo? Yep. Okay. So another thaumaturgy? I mean, the thaumaturgy lasts a minute, so I can just have oh, him okay. keep yeah, rolling. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, he's he's enjoying this. He's like, he's laughing. And he's like, all right. I'm just going to keep uh, gambling until I lose maybe like 50 gold pieces 50 to him. 50 gold? 50 gold. Yeah, like just keep escalating my belt. Yeah. And then I'm going to pretend I'm out of money and say, I, I, I don't got anything left to gamble except for these. And I'm going to put down the gems. He's like, all right. And he puts up like a, a sizable pile of gold to try to equal what the gems are I'd worth. Say, I say, I don't know. That doesn't look like it's worth as much. He looks a little angry. He's like, well, what do you want for him? I say, uh, well, how about if I win, you give me uh, Jimmy and all the kids. What are you talking about? I say, I, I met Jimmy this morning. He's he's a, he's a great kid. I just I just want to be able to help him. But he, he told me that he's like you you currently are his uh, protector. So if I win, give me all the kids. I'm not giving up the kids for a couple gems. You're out of your mind. Those boys belong to me. I'm gonna make a persuasion. Does he know how much the gems are worth? He he would have a rough idea. Okay, so um, using thaumaturgy, I'm gonna take one of the gold pieces out and instead put an illusion over it to make it look like a diamond, a huge diamond and put it down. So it has some physical weight to it. So you can hear it thud, but if he actually tried to pick it up, it wouldn't be the right shape. Deception, I guess. Yeah. Would that be, would that negate my, Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I'll give you that using the thaumaturgy to get you advantage and then you would lose it from your exhaustion. They cancel out. So 12? You know, he his eyes get really big and he wants that diamond. But you can tell that he, he doesn't like the idea of giving up the kids. Let me see that. How do I know it's real? And he reaches for it. Oh, uh, shit. Um, Are you going to stop him? I will stop him. I say, wait, if you grab that, how do I know you're not going to run out of here with it? You could trust me in a very non-convincing way. Uh, you guys want to hop in here? Maybe <laughs> try and help me <laughs> convince this gent? This is your racket, pal. Doesn't mean you guys can't be players, I'm baby. Gonna, I'm just going to slam my fist down on the diamond. The diamond, air quotes. It's like, whoa, listen here, buddy. I don't like your attitude. I'm just going to growl. I'm a fucking dragon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and um, Thark, he's going to pull a dagger. This is why we can't have nice things, Leo. Dude, it was working out perfectly until that fucking roll, dude. Yeah, that was so close, Leo. I wanted to give it to you. I mean, at the very least, we bring him in to the like the guy and tell him he's been telling the kids to steal. What if we have to fight an army of children? <laughs> That'll complicate things. Oh my god, that's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> Roll initiatives as 
Thark pulls a dagger, and the men behind you guys um, pull weapons also. They have uh, clubs and daggers that they pull out. Well, as he pulls a dagger, I'm going to tell him, doesn't look like your lucky day. You are going to get out of here just losing a bunch of gold in the kids. I'm going to roll my initiatives. Um, looks like Eldas, the Gentle, and Foose have tied for initiative. Actually, will everyone say what they rolled? Just go down the list. Um, Eldas, what'd you get? 20. Foose, what'd you get? 20. Okay. Kildrake? I rolled a 14. Elios? That would be an 8. And Blake? <laughs> I rolled a 3. Okay. Ball is... So, um, because Eldas and Roost, you guys tied, you can decide who goes first. It's going to be uh, doing a bless, so I can maybe go first since that'll buff everyone else. Okay. Okay, so it's uh, one minute per level. Okay, what does bless do again? Plus one morale to attack bonus, and plus one to bonus saves uh, versus fear. Okay. So, um, and for as far as distance, guys, you guys are all pretty close together. You guys are playing dice. And it's like a, it's like a poker room, right? Oh, dice room. You're actually, you're actually out back behind. Okay. The tavern. Yeah, you guys are like in the alley behind. Like the tavern. we're all crowded. Yeah, yeah everything's yeah. very close. So as far as distance, anything you guys need to, you can, you can get there in one turn. So after Eldas cast less, Foose. I'm pretty much right up in front next to the big guy, right? So I'll just draw my sword and take a swing, I guess. I can cast Hunter's Mark again as a bonus action, so I might as well do that. Hunter's Mark, and um, that lets you add an extra d6 damage. And I'm going to choose uh, Arc as my initial target. I drop. Basically, I pick a target. If I drop them to zero hit points, I can pick another one. Okay. But it's also a concentration thing, so I have to make a check if I get hit. Okay. Attack with my long sword, and that's critical. I rolled 24. Okay. 20. If a crit, add an extra 1. 10 damage, but I get my extra 1d6 from Hunter's Mark still. Which I rolled 2. So, grand total of 12 damage. Just take your sword and you bring it down on Thalk. And you just make a big gash across his face. And he growls it back at you from earlier. And then, one of the bandits behind you guys... He's going to take his dagger and he's going to stab and try to stab um, Kildrake. He is going to roll a 7, which is going to miss you. No, big mistake, buddy. And now it is your turn. Let's see. He just tried to stab me, right? Yes, he did. How lethal are we going, team? I would say non-lethal if we can. Yeah, you can turn, turn him into the guard for some extra cash, I would assume. You can just basically choose to knock them out when you drop them. Okay, so let's not go for giant spider then. Um, I will turn to a brown bear instead. Uh, Kildrake, as a bonus action, will will channel in nature and transform into a brown bear. That is... As a bonus action. Alright, Smokey the Bear. Show us what you got. I'm gonna swing twice because I have multi-attack as a brown bear. Uh, no, it's, no, the first is a bite attack, and the second one would be a claw attack. So I'm going to roll for bite. I rolled a 20 uh, for bite. That'll hit. And I rolled a 6 with a claw. That will miss. All right. Uh, the bite also has reach, but he's uh, next to me, so that doesn't matter. I, uh, as a brown bear, I will chomp down on his shoulder for 8 piercing damage. All right. You basically just rip right through his... 
his shoulder flesh and just tearing away at the muscles and he's screaming goes another bandit and this one uh he's just gonna take the uh, the pommel of his uh, dagger and he's gonna try to bring it down on l l dash the gentle's forehead does a 21 break your armor class uh, i think so let me check i know it does <laughs> <laughs> i'm being polite here we're yeah, level two. Does. I don't think we all, any of us have 21 AC. No, my AC is 19, so I mean, it's pretty close. Holy shit. Yeah, it's heavy armor. <laughs> That'll be three damage to you. All right, and then it's Elios' turn. Hmm. So now the real question is, am I a dick or not? Because I can cast a 15-foot cube around me that knocks everyone back and deals 2d8. Might hurt our working relationship. Uh, yeah. Let's do... Um, can I just have a description of the alley? Like, if someone started to flee, would they run in terror in a certain direction? I'm saying, like, would they, like, completely flee the fight? Because it says fleeing as far as they can. Oh, I mean, yeah, they can run out of, out of the alley and into the street and just keep going, yeah. How many enemies are there right now? There's four total. Uh, I will cast... I will bite my thumb and then begin playing my flute because I need a drop of blood as a component here. And I will cast Bane on up to three creatures, so Thark and two of the thugs. So we get um, a wisdom against my bard. There you go. So Tharks. Thark rolls a 15. Fuck him. The next guy rolls a 19. And the last guy rolls a 6. So the so, last guy gets minus a d4 on all his attack and saving rolls for a minute or until I break concentration. So next it's... Uh, Another one of the Thark's thugs. He is going to try to take his club on the back of Foose's head while he's attacking Thark. Is he the minus one guy? Or the minus four guy? He is the minus four guy. Sweet. Even without the minus four, he completely just whiffs. Ah, you should have made me feel better. Oh, with that minus four, he completely whiffs by the dragonborn's head. Yeah. I saved you. Then Thark... He takes his dagger and he tries to stab Foose in the face. Does a 12 hit you? Nope. All right. Then last we have Agra. Uh, am I in melee with any of these guys? You're you're pretty close. Yeah, I mean, you can uh, disengage. Yeah, you were right around the everyone else, and these guys all got behind you. Eldrith Blast, someone's face off. I'm just going to disengage and get away from the melee as... As close to the street as possible. Okay. Yeah, you can get right out of the right out of the action and get over to the street. Eldas, you are up. Oh, guys, remember to add your plus one to your rolls for bless. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna move uh, further away from uh, the melee range of the uh, bandits behind. I'm assuming, like, how okay. far approximately are they apart? Like, from uh, uh, Thark to uh, the other bandits with us. Like, how, how far are they apart? They're, I mean, they're all within, like, 10, 15 feet of okay, each other. so we're kind of... So you have, like, a burst. Kind of pushed to up. Um, I don't know. I mean, hesitant, uh, hesitant to attack. So I, don't, I don't know if uh, he's fully feeling it. But he does want to help, uh, does want to help the kids. So I guess uh, I'll have uh, Eldas... Uh, Draw his quarter staff. That'll uh, that'll be there. And then uh, okay. this is also uh, the last uh, turn round that um, the bless will be active as well, since it's uh, only for level two. And I'll end my turn with that, I guess. 
Foose, what do you want to do? My turn again? Your turn. Alright. Uh, Hit him again. The Tharka's still up. Yeah. Tharka's still up. 23 versus his AC? 24. Bless. Bless. Okay, sorry. 24. Yep, that hits. Uh, and I'm going to roll a 1d10 for damage. Uh, so, 7. Plus, I get 1d6 for Hunter's Mark. So, an extra 4 for a total of 11 damage. And so, are you are you dealing non-lethal? Or I'm going to pull punches. I want to just knock him down. Okay. So, next it's Bandit. That attacked Kill Drake, and then he chomped down on his arm. He's just going to wildly try to stab at your face. He's freaking out. Does a 10 hit a, uh, a bear? Uh, it has AC of 11, so apparently this guy is... Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, the fact that you're biting on his arm that's holding the dagger makes it a little bit harder. Yeah, that, that probably makes him on contact. Yeah, so now it is your turn. Okay, um, I'll preface that I will not lethal, if possible. First kill trick is going to bite him. Rolls a 7, or oh, 8, on the bite. And rolls a 10 on the claw. So, both of those miss. So, as soon as you let go of him to try to chomp down again, he just sort of, like, stumps away. away and scrambles. Um, okay. Do you want to do anything else? Um, can I suck around him while still in staying range just to prevent him from leaving? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so we'll just raise the alleyway. So there's alley for both sides, right? Yeah. Both, and aggro's on one end? Yeah, aggro's on the other end. He's all the way down. Okay, so I'll just say I'm gonna, while stale staying engaged with him, I'm gonna body block the rest of the hallway as much as possible. If you move down one, it'd be perfect, because then I can just cast my uh, slam like back this? spell. Yeah. Like that? Yep. Tor, you're gonna have to okay. beat it, but you should get, you should make it. I'll probably be right. After Kildrake goes one of these, one of Thalk's thugs, and he's the one next to Elios, he's going to attack you. Does a 14 hit you? Yes. It ties me, I think. So that'll be four damage as his dagger slices into your stomach. Ow. And then it's your turn. Um, okay, so with my bonus action, I will give Tor Bardic Inspiration. I last one before a long rest. Then. I will cast it's my second first level spell. Thunderwave! Are you Pikachu? It's a 15 foot... Yeah. It's a 15 foot cube around me. It can crit. It's a you con save. If you fail, you are pushed 10 feet away. Um, also, all unbolted objects are automatically pushed away. You can hear a large boom for up to 300 feet. Anyone within 300 feet hears a huge boom. The save is for half damage and not getting pushed. What is the save? 13? Yep. So the two the two bandits next to you fail, and then Thalk, he, all three of them fail. Uh, it also hits this guy in the corner, too. He's within 15 feet on the diagonal. Okay. And it hits four as well, unfortunately. All right, all of my guys fail. Oh. What'd you get? Four. <laughs> I failed. Here comes damage. Uh, 10 damage. 10 Thalk. damage. And these guys get pushed to the walls. Okay, so you just, I don't know, do you want to describe it at all? As I take a deep breath on my flute and breathe in, um, instead of a soothing song, outbursts 
a thunderous shockwave uh, slamming back everything away from me. The bandit that had uh, taken damage from Kildrake, he is out. He slams into the wall and gets knocked out cold. Um, the other two, they also slam into the wall pretty hard. Thalic goes sprawling in the dirt next to Eld- Eldas, and uh, he is still he is still conscious. Um, so are the other two bandits. So after Elios goes. Sorry for the ten damage, Tori. I promise I'll heal you up after. Kiss, kiss, kiss. I think we'll have time to rest later. <laughs> I forgot to mention at, at level two, I also gain um, soothing music. Whenever we take a short rest, I also heal the party an additional 1d6 hit points. The bandit that just slammed into the wall just below you, he's pretty much done with this, and he's going to take off running. Now, what I need to know is, does Agra, do you provoke, do you have a weapon in your hand that you can take a swing at him with anything? An attack of opportunity. Uh, I have a quarter staff, I guess. That'll do it. So when he tries to book by you, you're going to get a swing. Uh, does a 15 hit him? A 15 does hit him. Uh, 6 damage. 6 damage. So you just baseball bat him as he comes running by, just straight in the dome, and he goes down unconscious. Falk, he sort of scrambles to his feet. He's going to charge at you. And he rolls. He rolls a 9. So I know that misses you. He just swings madly with his dagger. He's really upset that you, uh, you lied about that diamond still. And now it's Agra's turn. Who is the closest person? Oh, I guess the guy fighting Elias? Yep. I'm going to move so Elias isn't in the way, and I'm going to Eldritch Blast this motherfucker. Okay. Are you uh, are you still going non-lethal? No, fuck that. This is lethal damage. Oh, god damn it, Blake. <laughs> We're going to lose our bounty. Does the 14 hit him? 15, plus 1. Blast is still active. No, that's what I added. That's why I have plus 5 instead of plus 4. Okay. Makes me sad. It does hit him. Oh, yeah, it hits anyway. Good job, bless. Yay, bless. Oh, it's only three damage. That's uh, that's enough, actually. He was on the edge from the uh, shockwave. Yeah, you kill Thalek. We already killed Thalek. He's dead twice. What did I say? <laughs> I said Thalek. Thark. Yeah, his name Thark. is Thark. Thark. Shit. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, you kill Thark. Yeah, <laughs> we got him. He's totally not Thalek. Totally uh, not take two. <laughs> Eldas, the gentle, you are up. There's one guy still conscious. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna approach uh, this guy, and I'm gonna cure wounds him. Okay, so Eldas walks up to Foos, and he's gonna touch him in some happy spot. We don't talk about it's that. Hard. Let me uh, let me roll for the heal. Well, there's the 10 health points you lost. <laughs> Ta-da! Okay, yeah, I'll end my turn. We're back to Foose. There are two bandits are unconscious, and this guy is still awake. Alright, I'll run over there and take a swing at him. I uh, rolled a 20. Okay, that'll hit. You're, are, you, are you going after aggro and killing, or are you just using... Oh, no. I'm just I'm just still trying to knock him out, so... Okay, so you just walk up to him, you just sort of reach down and headbutt him in the face with your dragon snout and he just crumples to the ground nose broken unconscious and that is combat we are victorious and the children are free uh free in quotation marks free to serve i'm going to be nice to them i swear (laughs) they're gonna live much better and we're gonna get something out of it i don't understand
They're going to be practically free. Dude, before he was beating them, and they obviously weren't fed, I'm going to feed Did them we well. Did that he was beating them? Yeah, he said, they, oh, okay. he only beats me a little. Okay, <laughs> That's what the kid that. said. I missed that. <laughs> you know kids are notorious liars, right? Oh yeah, also I'm pretty true. sure a kid lies about being beaten a little bit. He would just say he beat me a lot <laughs> if he really wanted to be saved. <laughs> also probably true. But, but there's no reason. It doesn't make any motivational sense for the. If the kid will be like, he's a nice guy. I really like him. Or he'll be like, he beats me. Please save me, Mister. There's no reason for him to be like, he's a morally ambiguous character. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's where we're gonna end it. You guys can hit us up at dungeonsanddisorder at gmail dot com. Or tweet at us at Dungeon Disorder. Lastly, please subscribe to us on iTunes. By the time you by the time you hear this, it'll be up. And give us five stars because that's what keeps us on the front page. Does anyone want to say anything before we leave? How about oh, you know what we should do? We should start a pronunciation guide where you say things like yeah, necromancer. Yeah. Uh, necromancer. Necromancer. <laughs>